Darkcast Network. Welcome to the dark side of podcasts. The files are located on the second floor, at the end of a long hallway. The fluorescent lights above flicker on and off. Open the door on the right. In the bottom drawer of a file cabinet, there it is, a folder labeled with three words that are poured onto stories. Stories of history, stories of people, stories of death. I'm Luke Poling, and this is Famous Last Words. One of the most interesting things about the idea of final words is that everyone has them. At some point, something you will say will become the last thing you say. And if you know that time is upon you, maybe you want to leave people with something to think about. Or perhaps your final utterance is something that seems of great importance in the moment, but in retrospect, seems a bit unnecessary. And we think that's what Mary Blandy was going for as she headed to the gallows on April 6, 1752. Blandy was born in the town of Henley-on-Thames in 1720, and for most of her life she was thought of as completely normal. Her father, Francis Blandy, was a local lawyer. The family was wealthy and Mary grew up an only child with every advantage in life. By the age of 26, Mary was already worrying that she was over the hill and that the chance to marry and raise a family of her own had passed her by. In efforts to re-engage the interest of local men and his daughter, Francis Blandy offered a £10,000 dowry to go with whoever married Mary. This act did not go unnoticed, and one of the men who noticed was Captain William Henry Cranston. Cranston, who lived in Scotland, found himself in Henley looking to recruit men for the army. He heard about the dowry and thought he might go pay Mary a call. The two met and sparks flew. Francis Blandy and his wife were thrilled. They saw Captain Cranston as suitable and well-off enough to provide their daughter with the life she envisioned. However, there was one small problem. Cranston was already married to a woman in Scotland, and he had two small children. Cranston saw this as a mere impediment. He wrote to his wife, told her of what was going on, and asked for her to disown him and file for divorce. Mrs. Cranston, however, did not go along with this plan, and instead made a public show of her husband's infidelity. Cranston and Mary Blandy continued their courtship, though, often taking walks on a path along the Thames, a spot which is now known as Miss Blandy's Walk. They fell deeper in love, despite the gossip surrounding them. By 1751, five years into their relationship, Francis Blandy became convinced that Cranston would never leave his wife to marry his daughter. He acted quickly and threw Cranston out of his house. But love is a hard feeling to deny, and Mary stayed in contact with Cranston. In one of their love letters, Cranston sent Mary a small powder in the mail, which she said was a love potion. Cranston said that if she slipped this powder into her father's food, over a period of time, he would eventually change his mind and approve of the marriage. So Mary did just that. However, instead of changing his mind about the couple, Francis Blandy began to suffer from nausea and severe stomach pain. The servants were already suspicious after a few of them became ill from eating Blandy's leftovers. They recovered, thankfully. 
A doctor was called to Francis Blandy's bedside. He examined Blandy and, seeing that he was close to death and perhaps suspecting something afoot, mentioned to Mary that if she had been poisoning her father, she could be held responsible for killing him. Mary quickly ran to her stash of powder and love letters and burned all of them, trying to hide any evidence. Realizing that his time was at hand, Francis called his daughter to his side and said that he believed all of this to be her fault. Mary broke down crying, begging for his forgiveness, but not admitting to any crime. Francis still forgave his daughter, and on the 14th of August, 1751, he died. Things then went from bad to worse for Mary. A housemaid had grabbed some of the powder Mary tried to burn and brought it to a chemist who studied it and declared it to be arsenic. Within six months, Mary was arrested and on trial for her father's murder. Mary testified on her own behalf, telling the jury that she did not poison her father, but she did put a powder on his food that was, quote, given me with another intent. Her pleas fell upon deaf ears, and after just a 13-hour trial, the jury came back with a guilty verdict. On Monday, April 6, 1752, Mary Blandy was led from her cell to a gallows. After causing such a scandal in her family, first by falling in love with the charlatan and by continuing to do whatever he asked without question, here she was, by herself, on her day of reckoning. Wearing a plain dress and holding a prayer book, Mary tried to keep at least one scrap of the dignity that she'd been raised with before she fell afoul of the machinations of man. Mary Blandy turned to her executioners and pleaded with them in what would be her last words. For the sake of decency, gentlemen, don't hang me high. Famous Last Words is a production of the Professional Production Company. It is written and narrated by Luke Poling. That, that's me. It is produced by Heidi Hedquist and myself. Our assistant producer is Sabrina Thompson. You can find the show on Instagram and Facebook under Famous Last Words Pod. And on our website, you can find full transcripts, credits, and much more. FamousLastWordsPod.com Darkcast Network. The light shines brightest on our indie podcasts. Welcome to Creepy Tapas, where we do the opposite of deep dives and bring you tiny tastes of terror connected by a common ingredient. True stories to haunt and chill you and the pop culture they inspired. Or at least the movies and books that remind us of them. Join us as we descend into darkness. Beginning with the lighter side of our weekly topic. And wrapping with a full dark, no stars account of terror, madness, murder, and more. It's Creepy Tapas, y'all.